You're listening to The Higher Ed Marketer, a podcast geared towards marketing professionals in higher education. This show will tackle all sorts of questions related to student recruitment, donor relations, marketing trends, new technologies, and so much more. If you're looking for conversations centered around where the industry is going, this podcast is for you. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the Higher Ed Marketer Podcast. I'm Troy Singer, here with Bart Kaler, where we interview weekly higher ed marketers that we admire for the benefit and hopefully the betterment of the entire higher ed community. Usually we know the people that we are interviewing beforehand, but this next gentleman came to us recommended. His name is Dr. Anthony Turner, and he's currently the Vice President of Enrollment and Marketing at Charleston Southern University. Bart, can you tell us a little bit about our guest today? Yeah, Tony uh, came to us via James Steen on episode 17 with Houston Baptist University. When we uh, interviewed James, he said, hey, I think that uh, I think this podcast is great. And here's some other folks that I think you ought to talk to. And, uh, and Tony was one of them that he introduced us to. And uh, Tony was in the midst of the transition. Every summer, there's the musical chairs that starts in higher ed. And, and uh, you know, Tony grabbed his seat at, at Southern, uh, Charleston Southern in South Carolina. And so uh, we've had some pre-interviews with him. And, and one of the things I really like about Tony is he's, he's very personable. He's down to earth. And I think a lot of what he's going to talk about, not only is it practical and pragmatic that really anybody can do at any size of institution, but I really like the fact that he is just so authentic and, uh, and that really comes across in his personality, but it also comes across in how he leverages that authenticity for the marketing of, of the institution. And so I think there's some really good uh, points to take away from this particular podcast. Wonderful. Now let's bring into the conversation, Dr. Anthony Turner. Bart and I would like to welcome Dr. Anthony Turner, Vice President of Enrollment and Marketing at Charleston Southern University to the Higher Ed Marketer podcast. And earlier, Anthony told us that most of his friends refer to him as Tony, and he gave me permission to do that too. So welcome to the podcast, Tony. Hey, thanks for having me, Troy. And Bart, thank you for having me here. I'm looking forward to our conversation uh, together. As are we. And what we had talked about earlier, I can't wait to share with our listeners. And if you would, Tony, give us a little bit about yourself and your role at Charleston Southern. Sure. Uh, so I recently transitioned to Charleston Southern University. And so some people would say I'm wet behind the ears uh, here at Charleston Southern. So I'm still getting my bearings or, or whatnot. But when it comes to enrollment, I've been in the enrollment field for about 12 years. Um, I've worked at uh, two, actually three other institutions. And so one in Pennsylvania, one in Chicago, and actually uh, worked at a for-profit school also in Chicago. And so there are distinct differences between uh, working at a for-profit school and a nonprofit school. And that's for a different day and a different segment in time. Uh, but, um, but I've been in the enrollment field ever since really early 2000s, working as a missions counselor all the way to a vice president. So I feel like I've, I've been in every single role and, and have a pretty good grasp of just enrollment in general. And then my educational background is at least my doctorates in higher ed. And so uh, I guess you can say I have been bitten by the higher ed bug 
And so uh, it's, it's, it's my life and I thoroughly uh, enjoy working in higher education. That's great. Thanks, Tony, for kind of that introduction. And I think that, you know, we have, we always have a pre-conversation with our guests. And, and I know we talked earlier just about some of the things that, you know, drive that passion that you have in higher ed. And I think one of them that, that really stuck out to Troy and I was this idea of being authentic with your interactions with your future students. And, and I think a lot of people would, you know, certainly, you know, nod their head to that pretty quickly, but tell us a little bit about what you mean by that, because I think that sometimes that's not always the case, even in our best intentions. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'd love to talk about that. And so I, I think, you know, all of us that work in enrollment, you know, we work with numbers all the time. And I often tell my, my staff, you know, enrollment uh, is one of those areas where on a college campus, you feel like you live in a fishbowl. Everybody knows your business. It could be, you know, the president or the janitor or whoever they they might come up to you and say, oh, I hear enrollments down or, you know, whatever you want to add to that. Everybody knows your business. And so it's it's easy to get in this mode where you feel like, well, we've got to have so many students and, you know, and follow the math and the conversion rates and all those numbers. And so sometimes you get in this pattern of just one family after another and trying to get those deposits, which are important but then you kind of lose kind of that uniqueness of, of each family. And so what I hope to accomplish with, with my team is that each individual student matters. And, and what I mean by that is that each student is a person. Uh, I'm sure all of you can remember a time or maybe you have multiple experiences where when you go to a business or a restaurant or somewhere fun where someone took particular interest in you and how that made you feel. I'm sure all of us have been in a place where we just feel like we're just a number. But when someone takes that time and is really personal with you, that makes you feel really special. And you remember that experience. And many times you talk about that for many, many years. And I'm sure we all have those unique experiences, whether it's that special teacher that you had in high school or college or some personal friend or whatever it is, you remember those moments. And so when it comes to enrollment, you have families that are different, you know, sizes, have different backgrounds, have different experiences, particularly those that are first generation families who have never embarked on this journey of a college search. And, and these families are overwhelmed, particularly today when you have college costs that seem to continue to rise. There's over 4000 plus institutions in the U.S., all different shapes and sizes. So it's easy to be lost in that. And so how do you as an institution stand out? And I really do believe that institutions really stand out when they start looking at families as, as really as special people and, and treating them in such a way that they feel like they're partnering with you in the process, where they feel valued, that they know that, you know, you really do have my best interests at heart and not just looking at them as, oh, well, we need one more deposit. And so going the extra mile and making them feel special, because I guarantee you when they're at home and they visited four or five colleges and they're at the kitchen table looking at the different colleges they visit, they're going to go down a list. And when they see your school that maybe went the extra mile, made them feel special, they're going to remember you and say, you know what, that was a great experience. They really treated me as a person. And there's a likelihood they're going to want to go with you because you saw them past than just a number. And being real and authentic with them, I think, entails with that. And one other comment with that, it's also being really open and honest with them. And not saying you wouldn't be, but 
when you sit down and talk about finances and and really explain to them, look, this is what the cost is going to be. You know, you might have a $10,000 gap and we would love for you to be here. How can we work through this? And you have to be okay and say, you know what, with what you're telling me, it might be a stretch and that's okay. Families would really appreciate you being open and honest with them and working with them than saying, you know what, we'll figure it out. And then they get here, they had a bad experience and then they're going to feel like that you really did a bait and switch on them. And so that's all part of being authentic with, with families as you work with them. Tony, I really like what you said there because I think that that authenticity is so critical. It reminds me of a conversation we had in episode 22 with Phil Cook. He's the new NACAP executive director and was at Lee University. And he really talked about, you know, the idea of, of selling that four-year experience to the, the future students and families and the importance of that experience. And he also kind of talked about authenticity and talked about the idea of really making sure that you are genuine with them because, I mean, he invites every family after they do the, the campus tour into his office just to kind of have a conversation with them and get to know them. And I think you're right. I think sometimes it's so easy when we're looking at numbers or feeling the heat from being in that fishbowl and having everybody kind of say, hey, how's enrollment? Uh, where are the numbers at? You know, every week, that gets to be a little old. But but I think being intentional to being authentic, I think is is a is a really good thing. And and are there things that that as a at your level, at vice president level, that you try to really go out of your way to make sure that happens? I mean, I, I'm not sure. Are you inviting everybody into your office or are you just making sure that you're around on those visit days and things like that? Uh, usually I try to. Um, so here's a perfect example. This morning we had we had about five guests that were that came in for a visit today. Um, I had a bunch of I had a bunch of business cards and went out to the lobby. I said, hey, Thank you for being here at CSU. And I gave every single one of them one of my business cards. I said, if you have any problems or issues, please let me know. And, and so just being that personable, I'm just asking questions. Where are you from? And and asking those questions, even down to if they have like like a little kid with them. You know, one of my counselors went and grabbed. We have these eye patches that we give to because we're the Buccaneers. And so we have you know, eye patches. So, hey, giving the little kid those patches. And so making everybody feel welcome because even though that that little child is not going to enroll in college for a very long time, but just taking notice even in them makes the family feel like, wow, they really are taking interest in the entire family and not just my son or daughter who's looking to to enroll. So, yeah, those those days I try to get out. I still go out and recruit still. So I will be at a fair or two fairs. Do I have to do it? No, but I love doing it for a variety of reasons. And so I'm still out there and um, I'm still recruiting. And just yesterday, I'm another example. I was at a restaurant with another peer of mine, one of the VPs, and we're just grabbing a burger. And I was talking to the waitress. She's kind of sharing her story with me. And she's going back home on Sunday to take a gap year. And I said, well, what are you interested in? And just started talking. I said, you know what? Before you go home, you, you really should come to our school for a visit. Gave her my business cards. Well, I got back to the office. She had emailed me and said, hey, I really want to take up an offer. And she was here at 10 o'clock in the morning and went on a campus tour. And so it's just those things that I think we need to take notice and be conscious of that really make a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I love the fact that you know, we talked to so many of our guests about the idea of personalization and that especially everybody wants to be known. I mean, especially Generation Z, I think they really have that that kind of hardwired into them. And when we take the the chance to be authentic and and intentional with them, I think that really does 
really pay off in big ways. So I'll go ahead and uh, I think Troy has another question. Yes, along the lines of what we've talked about of being authentic, I also know that you like to create unique experiences when potential students come onto your campus for a visit. And you've even described it as creating a Disney experience. If you could describe to everyone what you mean by that. Yeah, no, that's great. So, you know, you hear the, the saying that Disney is the most magical place on earth. And, uh, you know, I think it is until you're on the long lines waiting to get on a ride or something, then, you know, my opinion changes a little bit. But, uh, but you, you know, when you go there, everybody's smiling, you know, it doesn't matter what their job is, that there's just, it almost seems like a euphoria almost, that they're all just really excited to be there. And kids, it doesn't matter what their ages are, they're just really excited to be there. And so Disney's done a really good job of just sharing with people, hey, this is who we are. And when you go there, you just feel the energy and the excitement and that you just want to want to be there, those magical moments. And I just remember my kids, you know, we're there, it's, it's hot and kids start complaining. Then someone comes up to us, hey, you guys look like you could use some water, just pass out bottled waters, those little details to, to make our experience better. And so if you take that mindset of just, you know, how everyone is special and how can you look at your campus visits and those those events and, and make that unique experience for them? So I'm sure a lot of you have signs, you know, in your driveways, on your in the parking lot. But if you don't, I mean, that's something you can easily do is like put a sign out when they get there that they know this is their spot and you're welcoming them. That, and that's really easy to do. Many of us already have that. But even just maybe just as they're coming into campus, you know, having signs saying, hey, we really, really appreciate you. We welcome you to campus so that they know that they are the VIPs coming to campus. And that's really what you want to create. So when they walk in, you know, you might have something ready for them, but just so that they know that you're going above and beyond and that they just feel that that warmth. And that's really that's really important. And I don't and you might not be a fuzzy person, but everybody likes that that type of feeling special. And so there's those small things that you can do, getting that information beforehand as much as you can. And it doesn't have to be intrusive, but just, you know, small things such as, you know, are there certain colors you like, you know, and so, or is there like even, you know, is there certain candy bars that you like or things like that? So when they, when they show up, you have maybe their favorite color shirt and you have a favorite candy bar or, or things like that, favorite drink, those things to really personalize the experience uh, for them. And, and those details, those small little details, they, they seem like a lot of work, but in the long run, the, the yield is a lot higher because those families see that you are actually real and that you're going all out to make them feel, feel welcome. Yeah. I think that's a great point. And I, I remember taking my family to Disney for the first time, you know, 10 years ago. And my daughter was, I guess she would have been uh, four or five at the time. And so she had her princess bell dress on and, and uh, we were going to the breakfast with the princesses in Epcot. And um, part of the strategy that Disney does, and, and I don't think we necessarily have to do this as, as colleges, because when we have visitors visiting families on campus, it's pretty easy to see the difference between a visiting family and regular students. But at Disney, they gave us all these first visit buttons to wear um, with our lanyards and everything. And so uh, it was very clear to, to just anybody that was a, a Disney cast member to be able to say that family, this is their first time visiting. So let's make sure we go out of our way to do even more. 
And so I remember walking across to Epcot, you know, early in the morning, nobody's there. You know, a lot of the gardeners are out tending the the gardens and, and the one woman stopped and she just stood up and said, well, look at you, princess, you are just gorgeous this morning. And just kind of laid all these compliments on my daughter and she's blushing and, and uh, wants to spin for her and show her dress off. But that, that gardener, it was not her job necessarily to do that. But I think that Disney has done such a good job of recognizing that everybody plays into that magical experience. And I've heard a lot of people, I know Tim Fuller's one that often speaks to, you know, it takes a campus to recruit a student. And I think that, you know, even if you have somebody, if, if it's a faculty member or if it's a, if it's a gardener or a, a groundskeeper out on the, on the tour route, who takes the time to just welcome them on campus and thank them for coming, that does say a lot. And I think it gives that, it gives that magical experience to, to, to that people go home and they talk about. It. And I think that, that that idea of being authentic and creating those experiences for the families, I think it does make a difference. And it, it doesn't take a lot of resources, but I think to your point, it just takes some, some thought and it takes some intentionality and it takes just being authentic. And I think that, I think that most of the schools that are listening to this, that's well within their reach. Something that I would like to add is on a project that Bart and I are working on, there's a mechanism where we do get information from the potential students, like what their favorite color is, what their favorite music to study to is, and what their uh, favorite snack to have when they are studying, and all different types of things. We get that so we could put it in our outreach. What a good idea to utilize some of that information, like you said, for when they're coming into campus, having some of those things available, maybe having country music in the background, again, personalizing it. Bart and I do it from a outreach perspective, but that's certainly information that can be utilized during those campus visits. So I think you've probably given Bart and I a nugget that we're going to take away from this. Speaking of, Tony, as we come to a close, would love to ask you if there was another nugget or a tidbit, something that someone listening could take and implement right away, an actionable item, uh, idea that you have. Yeah. So uh, something that I've been working on for the last uh, couple of years, it's not 100% perfect, but it's pretty close, is uh, all of us, you know, have hundreds, sometimes thousands of prospects and inquiries, and you know the whole drill. And, you know, it's easy to to get all those names, work them all, and, and call them, and that takes up a lot of time. And having been an admissions counselor, I remember those days in, in the office making 75, 100 calls a day and trying to call through and getting a lot of no's and how did you get my name and, and all those different things. And so, you, you know, you're burning up a lot of time. And one of the things that I've done at, at my first institution, I started implementing my second institution and, and here that I will be working on is, uh, is this idea of scoring. And so oftentimes, maybe in your CRM solution, whatever you use, you can start scoring your inquiries based upon their behavior. And so, you know, for example, you, maybe you sign a, you sign a number to a person who turns in an application. Maybe they come and visit. They click on four or five emails, or and you would establish those parameters. And based on their their interaction with your school, that pretty much tells me that they're a really engaged person. That they would want to move the funnel. They want to move further in the funnel. And so, uh, what I what I do is that I put all those metrics at the beginning of the funnel. 
And so once they hit a certain number that I establish, and let's just say for the sake of our conversation, it's 10, they hit that 10 number. Well, then now I know that person is a qualified inquiry or a qualified applicant and I move them along the process. And so in my interaction with them is gonna be a little bit more intentional because I know they're highly engaged versus someone, maybe they click on one out of seven emails and maybe they submit their FAFSA. I'm still gonna you know, put them in a nurturing campaign, but I might not spend as much time with them right now because they're not showing that great deal of interest. And so it's a great way to do that to help not only your counselors prioritize who's really engaged, but also it's a great way to really truncate your funnel and work with those who are highly engaged. And so you'll increase your yield your yield rate. Why? Because you're working with people who are really interested. So it's kind of like the idea of if I need 100 students to enroll, I could knock on 10,000 doors and find 100 students or would you rather go to the street and say, you know what, all the students on this particular street are going to say yes. I'd rather do that and then work at 10,000. And that's the whole idea of that scoring model is so each campus can identify what are those trigger points, things that you would score. And certain activities might score a little bit higher than others, like a campus visit versus open up an email. But whatever that is, you tally that up and you would determine what that score is and that you would pass them on as a, as a qualified inquirer, however you want to qualify them. And that will lead to a higher yield rate because you're working with engaged people versus working with a bunch of people. And you're not really sure who's engaging, who's not engaging. Thank you, Tony. And I think that's something that any admissions counselor or admissions department could implement based on their particular parameters, their experience, what happens at their school. We appreciate you sharing your time and your wisdom with us today. If someone would like to reach out to you, what would the best way for them to do so be? Yeah, uh, you know, they can always email me. So my email address is a Turner. So a T U R N E R at csuniv.edu. And so that's the best way to get a hold of me. Um, I'm always checking emails and most like (laughs) all enrollment people, morning, afternoon, and night, you're checking emails. So uh, more than likely, I'll get back to you a lot quicker on email uh, than I would over the phone. So that's really the best way to, to get a hold of me. Thank you, Dr. Turner. Bart, do you have any parting words for us? Yeah, I just wanted to kind of uh, just kind of point out a few things, and and I, I kind of point this out because I think that we have heard this uh, and on many of the episodes. I mean, we've we've gotten nearly uh, 25, 26 episodes in now, but what we're hearing over and over and over again, whether it's Ethan Braden at Purdue, Jamie Hunt at University of Miami, uh, you know, Phil Cook at Lee, or or even today with with Tony Turner at uh, Charleston Southern, this idea of of being intentional on the way that we engage with prospective students and families, the, the fact that we need to be personalized, we need to be humans. I, I think that even to the scoring conversation here at the very end, it's so important for us to understand that, you know, there are things that the computers do really well. Automation, you know, being able to do nurturing campaigns, follow up, keep people engaged. Those are the tasks and the and the tools that computers and automation are really, really well made for. But when we start getting into that smaller end of the funnel, when we're talking about the hundreds rather than the thousands or the tens of thousands, 
that's when we can really start to roll out that individualized, authentic engagement that's really going to make the difference with people. And I think those are the things that especially a lot of the listening schools that are smaller or midsize, uh, very similar to Charleston Southern, those are the different things that's going to set you apart from the other schools that are bigger, maybe the maybe the state or, or, or community colleges that just cannot afford to be able to do that personalized touch. As well as most of the time, it's going to reflect who you already are, whether you're a faith-based school or a private institution. Most of the characteristics of those types of schools are already extremely personal. And so really being able to leverage the computers and the automation to be able to do a lot of the things that are overwhelming for your admissions team, but then really sorting and parsing out the things that only people can do and that people do best. And so I think that uh, a lot of what Tony's talked about today from the scoring to the the authenticity and, and the way that he engages with the families to just the Disney experience. It's so important to kind of remember that only you and, and your people can do that. You can't rely on any programs or systems to do that. So that would be my takeaway, Troy. Well said, Bart, and thank you. That brings us to the end of our podcast. And I encourage you to reach out to any of us if you have a question or would just like to connect. Each week, we are brought to you by two companies, Bart's team at Kaler Solutions, and they are a marketing and branding agency dealing a lot with strategy. And by Think Patented, we are a marketing execution, printing, and mailing provider of higher ed solutions. On behalf of Bart and I, thank you so much for joining the podcast. You've been listening to The Higher Ed Marketer. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you're listening with Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to leave a quick rating of the show. Simply tap the number of stars you think the podcast deserves. Until next time.